Welcome to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and I am buying anti-lice shampoo. Joe, how are you? Uh, I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books, Mike. Good. We're two guys that are, uh, what do they say? They rip it on a square here. We're uh, we're uh, your host, Caesar Stallion. I'm the enforcer, and uh, it's a shoot. I have to buy anti-lice shampoo. I don't think I have lice, but apparently I have come into contact with somebody who came into contact with somebody who has lice. So, I didn't know it was the dark ages, and people still get... Wait, we're still sponsored, right? I can't curse? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can curse on, on this show. Mm. It's gonna take a lot. Um, yeah, so uh, it's 9.21 American time here, and I still have a whole night of uh, showering, delousing, and burning myself with the steak ahead of me. Oh, good. All right. So, well, at least you don't have the plague, right? I mean, I guess it could be worse. Uh, the, I told you that uh, our new puppy Buster dragged a uh, headless dead bird throughout the house today, right? You did, yeah. That was the highlight of my day, actually. <laughs> it's great. Well, brother Buster, uh, that's like I think between the dead bird and the lice. I mean, I'm I'm like what three steps away from actually having the plague. I think so. I'll have to consult my uh, you know book of American medicine, but I think you're correct in your uh, diagnostic assessment. I know there's the bubonic plague and the black plague. I don't know if they're different, but um, let's just bring them all on. Yeah, also gangrene and uh, cholera. So I think that's all the diseases that you would get if you played Oregon Trail. I think that's that's where you're headed right now. So you got to be careful. You don't want to fall off the wagon. Johnny Cash's autobiography, Cash by Johnny, by Johnny Cash. Cash. Loving the time of cholera. If you've seen High Fidelity and you get our references, you will enjoy this show exponentially more. We will give um, you a free T-shirt for, if we ever get a free if we ever get a T-shirt store. So. Yeah, if you can quote High Fidelity with us when we meet you all at WrestleCon in two weeks, we'll just buy your free stuff. Beers literally all night long. Oh, dude, beers all night long, all night long wrestling podcast. I see what you did there. Yeah. I can't wait till you get blackout drunk. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, so uh, here we go. All right, listen. There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. My head is itchy. Uh. What we're talking about, what we're talking about this, it's, I can't curse. I'm so close. You can't do it. No, you can't. I can't. We're, um, we're, we're, you know what the, uh, we were talking about, because folks that have listened know that we're going to the, the uh, ROH G1 Supercard show at Madison Square Garden. And one of the matches that'll be on that card is Jay White defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against the winner of the New Japan Cup. So we wanted to talk a little bit about the ongoing New Japan Cup, which I think started with 32 wrestlers. Am I correct on that? Uh, 32 wrestlers means 16 matches, and then eight matches, then four matches. Yep, that would be it. 
Yeah. So the winner of that gets a title shot. And as of this moment, they're, they are up to the semifinals. So I know you've watched a lot more matches that have taken place so far in the tournament than I have, but I, I have seen a few as well. And we want to just kind of talk about a little bit about the tournament and then give our picks for who's going to win the semifinals and the finals over the next, uh, I don't know, five or six days and uh, determine who's going to get the uh, title shot at MSG. Yeah, last year, actually, Zack Sabre beat uh, Tanahashi in the finals of it. And last year was only a 16-round, I'm sorry, 16-man uh, tournament. This year, they doubled up, and we went to 32. There were a lot of uh, young boys, if you will, and a couple of people that should not have been in the tournament, speaking freely. Um, I- I'm not going to go over all the names here, but I could tell you some of the people I could have done without in this tournament. Uh, tai Chi stands up uh, pretty strong in that one. Uh, Hikaleo, uh Shota Umino, who's one of the young boys. Um, Dave Finley was supposed to be in it, but he got hurt. Um, however, I mean, there have been some really, really mm. good matches so far. Joe, let me ask you, when you saw the brackets uh, before, you know, who did you think were going to be in the Final Four? Well, you mean... Not, not seeing the brackets. Let's just saying knowing who's in there without seeing the brackets. Oh, well, probably I would have pegged Okada and Tanahashi as being guys that would definitely make it there. Um, and I probably would have thrown in Ibushi. And I'm trying to think of probably Ishii, I guess. those. If I had to guess of four, four guys, those would have been the four guys I would have picked. Just, you know, not necessarily knowing the brackets. I would have picked your first three, but I would have put Naito in there. Oh, I forgot of, about Naito. Instead yeah. of Ishii. Um, as, uh, last week when we had a uh, Ring of Honor Day, which is creeping up as my favorite day of the year, um, we got a chance to watch Blue Justice versus Tomohiro Ishii. That's still my favorite match of this tournament. Um, the men combined are 149 years old, and they beat the dog poop out of each other. It was a great match. Other great matches um, in this tournament that I personally saw, I really liked um, Abushi and Zack Sabre. I don't think it went as long as a lot of people expected, but it kind of led credence to Zack Sabre's style. Um, I actually missed Abushi versus Naito in the opening round because I'm not a good person. Um, Zack Sabre's opening round versus Evil was a very good match. Um, Tanahashi was versus Taguchi was okay. Um, I was glad to see Colt Cabana get a couple of wins in this. I, I think that's huge for him. I mean, he got the win um, opening round, I think, was against uh, Togi Makabe, and then he beat Yano. He out Yano to Yano, and he eventually fell to uh, fell to Sonata, which who uh, a guy who's in the you know the uh, Fatal four? There's final final four. Right? Um, speaking of Sonata, we both have a bone to pick with him. Neither one of us like Sonata defeating Suzuki. Would have loved to see Suzuki, the crazy old man, make it to the uh, finals of the cup. And then who knows? Wrestling. I mean, he's going to be wrestling in MSG anyway because I mean he's going to be there. I'm 99 certain. I don't know who he's wrestling. But um, I would have liked to see Suzuki at 5,600 years old wrestle Jay White for the title. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have been great. I've uh, turned into a, a, a big fan of Suzuki's work and watching. Is it because he's just mad and angry and punches people in the face? 
and old. Yes. So he, he and I have a lot in common. Um, so, but yeah, no, I was, I mean, listen, I mean, Sonata is a very good wrestler. He's, you know, he's, he's done a great job of making something out of himself, uh, as a star from when I, I personally first saw him in TNA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's come a long way since then. And he ended up defeating Suzuki along the way. And, uh, as you mentioned, he, he beat Cole Cabana in a quarterfinal match, I believe yesterday or today, I forget which day, I think it was today actually. So, or this morning, I don't know what time it is anymore in the United States or Japan, but he is in the semifinals. He is going to face uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I believe. Yep. And Tomohoro Ishii is going to go up against Okada. Okada defeated Will Ospreay in a quarterfinal match, which I, I happened to catch that match and the Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre match. Uh, oh, if from, you saw both of those, let's uh, throw this out there. Give me a star match for Osprey and Okada. Give me a star rating. Um, I probably went like hmm, three and three quarters maybe for that one. That's impressive. And for um, Tanahashi and Ibushi? Tanahashi, and, Tanahashi and uh Zack Sabre? Yeah, I think four and a quarter. I said I, I would go on that one. I like that one better. Uh, the reason I think I liked it better was because not that Osprey and Okada wasn't good; it was very good. I thought it, you know it's, it kind of started off a little slowly and then built up into what I thought was a really good last ten minutes or so of the match. Um, Tanahashi and Saber I thought just had better pace throughout. Uh, Saber's you know work works work rate or style, whatever you want to say, right? It, you know the submission, the holds. Um, working the body part, those types of things. I also thought they kind of put the story over a little bit better on commentary of Tanahashi, you know, being like, you know, his knees are kind of shot and his title, last title reign didn't last very long. And he has all these dreams of, I guess, wrestling in Madison Square Garden. So I was kind of, kind of into that a little bit more than the, the Osprey Okada match. So, but either way, I mean, both matches were very good. And I think that these semifinal matches are set up to be uh, really good matches as well. Yeah, and I will say as far as Osprey goes, I actually agree with both of your star ratings on that one. I actually I went four for Tanahashi. Quarter rating. I don't like the quarter star right now. Um Osprey has been wrestling much more of a heavyweight style. Um he's definitely bulked up. The dude is he's only getting better. I don't he's cutting back on at least for this current run, a lot of the acrobatics at this point, and he's wrestling a harder paced um, a little bit slower style, but it's not not slower in a bad way. He's having really good matches with heavyweights, and he hit a stormbreaker on Jeff Cobb. And speaking of Jeff Cobb, we're going to be seeing Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay at the Ring of Honor pay per view. So uh, I'm I've always liked Will Ospreay, but I'm becoming an even bigger fan of um, the way Will Ospreay is. Uh, I would say m- maybe maturing as a wrestler, if that's a, a good way to put it. So now we're down to uh, we're down to the final four here. So let me get your thoughts. Ishii versus Okada, the battle of the members of chaos. What do you think? Well, I think, listen, I mean, I think most people are, or at least just, just me being kind of a, you would think that Okada would at least make it to the finals or, or get to the garden, right? You think that that's probably how they would go. Uh, you know, so I was thinking about it today in terms of who I think is going to win the tournament and, what I think the finals will be. I mean, they could always do Tanahashi and Okada again. Those guys have wrestled countless times at Wrestle Kingdom and, and other shows. I personally think that 
uh, I'd like to see something different in the finals. So, and since I just bought a, a Tomohiro Ishii shirt that just shipped today, by the way, uh, I'm going to go with Ishii to get an upset win here and make it to the finals. I'm going to say that Ishii gets a win over Okada. I don't know what that means, what that would mean for the MSG show in terms of what Okada does, but I'm just going to, I'm going to go out on the limb and uh, I'm going to go with Ishii here to get the upset. You know, I was thinking about this a lot too, and I I was talking myself in and out of an Okada versus Jay White match at um, the G1 show. Um, I actually am going to hop on board the Joe train, nice, if you will, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to ride with Tomohiro Ishii on this too. Um, I think Ishii upsets Okada. I think Ishii he's been stellar he's been consistent he's the man he's also 43 years old did you know that i didn't i don't think i knew that until uh we oh, yeah, were we watching yeah, yeah his match with uh yuji nagata a week ago and we were both like ah, oh, he's probably like late 30s and then it turned out he was you know five years older than we we thought he was but still going strong at, at that age and, and putting on really good matches still going up strong style am i right nice there you go so uh, yeah, I'm gonna. So wow, I never would have thought that you and I are both picking Tomohiro Ishii in the uh, to go to the finals here. It leads us to the next match: Sonata versus the King of the Air guitar, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Joe, start us off. I gotta go with Tanahashi here, and I just kind of listening. You know, like I mentioned before, listening to the commentary on his match today with Zack Saber. You know, they kind of put over a lot of, you know, you know, he had a short title. His last title run was very short. Uh, you know, he's been wanting to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. You know, he wants to get there, wrestle in the title match. And I think that at a minimum, I think he's going to get it to the finals of the of the New Japan Cup because I think that that's a good story to kind of keep telling. And depending on what direction they would go with it, whether he gets the victory or, you know, falls just short at the end. But I think it's, I think it would be best to have him in the finals. So I'm going to say that Tanahashi wins and goes on to the finals. Mm, you know, it seems in the new Japan cup, what the theme is, there's an underdog young guy upstart who gets a big upset. So, but they really did drive home the MSG point with Tanahashi so much that I'm going to have to go with you on this one. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see Sonata beat him. Maybe a couple of uh, moon salts. Um, I pay my mortgage, by the way, with moon salts. Mm. Um, but I, I think Tanahashi wins here, and I think we'll see Tanahashi versus Ishii, and the winner go. So all right, so we're two for two. So the winner going to the G one. Is this all the same night, or is it no? It's I think the semifinals I mean, take place on one show and then Sunday or Monday. Yeah. And the finals take place on, on another show. And then I, I want to say that the, um, U S title. Yeah. It was a juice against chase Owens. Yeah. Chase Owens beat juice in the opening round in a huge upset. Um, so they're really, uh, they're getting behind the honorary Tongan here, chase Owens to, uh, take on juice in the finals. So, I mean, uh, on the final day, all right, so that gives us Ishii versus Tanahashi with the winner challenging Jay White in Madison Square Garden with you and I sitting second row. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Tanahashi. I think I think that's you know that would be the the cool story to tell. And I, I don't know what the deal is with him as far as how much longer he plans on wrestling or if he really is as 
you know, as injured or hurt as they, they let on when they talk about his matches. But I think it would be, you know, a cool match to see him, you know, kind of get his rematch, I guess, against Jay White in Madison Square Garden. Um, Tanahashi, for those who follow New Japan, I, you know, I guess he's been kind of one of their top guys for a very long time. He's been the champion many, many times. Um, I think that, you know, it's kind of, I think it would just be cool, I guess, for him. I almost kind of feel like it would be, you know, them kind of giving him a little bit of a reward and giving him the title shot at, at Madison Square Garden. So I'm going to say Tanahashi wins the New Japan Cup and faces Switchblade Jay White in two weeks in MSJ. That is my prediction as well. Um, to me, I believe Hiroshi Tanahashi is the reason why New Japan Pro Wrestling survived in uh, the 2000s to the early uh, 2000 teens. He literally carried the company on his back. He had, um, he was, listen, you don't get a nickname, the ace, for no reason. Hiroshi Tanahashi is the ace of New Japan. Okada's there. Hiroshi Tanahashi is still the ace. He might be one of the more underrated uh, professional wrestlers in the world today. And a lot of people compare him to uh, John Cena as the uh, ace of New Japan, I guess the ace of the WWE. Uh, I think he, Tanahashi is, he, he sells so well. The, you feel for him every match. He gets the crowd behind him to the point where being a baby face for so long, it's hard to do because like the Hogan treatment, the crowd gets tired of you. The crowd is not getting tired of Tanahashi and listening to him when he, when he beat Zack Sabre, listening to the crowd, the crowd is more on his side now than ever. So I think now is the right time to give Tanahashi his reward and put him in Madison Square Garden in the main event against Jay White. Who's going to win that match? Well, you and I will talk about that in uh, our next, uh, next week's show or the week after, whichever it is. Um, the, uh, ROH New Japan G1 special prediction show. But for right now, I think uh, I think we both uh, maybe actually we both agree on this. We're going to see Tanahashi in Madison Square Garden, Joe. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if anybody out there uh, is placing bets, I'd go all in on Kazushko. Toa Henair. Yeah. 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 Uh, but go I, all in on literally anybody else. But – you know, I think it's been a good tournament. I think it's done well for a lot of guys. You got a lot of the new guys, um, some experience in the tournament format. Because, I mean, not for nothing, the G1 is right around the corner. We're like, what, four months away? Three three or four months away? Yeah, I think and, it's like the July-August time frame, right? Yeah, and it is the most grueling tournament, the most grueling schedule of any schedule ever. I mean, it, it's insane what they do. So... Um, I, I love the new Japan cup. I mean, world tag league, you know, the, I love the idea of the tournaments. I'm such a mark for the tournaments. I know that WWE hates them and they don't, you know, or the King of the ring, at least they do, but like the dusty classic and things like that. It just, every match feels like it means more because it's the one time in professional wrestling, especially in the WWE when wins and losses matter, you know? So there's more of an onus to actually get a victory in those matches. And, and I think it just makes for such a, a better watch and you get more invested in that. Yeah, and it's uh, this one, this year's New Japan Cup. I think it just, at least in, in my mind, when I'm thinking about you know, figuring out, trying to figure out who's going to win, I think you know the the fact that the title shot is happening at this this particular show that is kind of a you know a, 
a special deal for ROH in New Japan. I know in, in years past, right? It's still the winner still gets a title shot, but it was kind of at a, you know different different shows uh, in Japan. So they had the opportunity to maybe put somebody into that spot that uh, hadn't been there before or as much recent years, right? So last year, I think Zack Sabre won the New Japan Cup. The year before that, I believe it was oh gosh, I just had it in my head. I was. Um, Shibata. Shibata, that's right. Yep. So guys like that who, you know, they are worthy of title shots, but it's not the same old guys like the Tanahashi, the Naito, and uh, Okada, depending on who the champion was and stuff like that. But this year, given that it's on this show, WrestleMania weekend in New York City and, and all these things, I, I think it that should, you know, potentially play a factor in terms of who wins. So that's why I would kind of lean more towards Tanahashi or Okada being the guy that comes away as the, uh, the cup winner. So, uh, yeah, but I think it's, it's really cool that they're doing this. Uh, they put a lot of guys in the tournament, like you said, um, you know, the winner getting a title shot. I think people were surprised that Jay white won the, the title, um, earlier this year. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, do you yeah, know, think, um, do you know who won the cup in 2006? Uh, well, I have it up in front of me, so I can just go look. Let's see here. Giant uh, Bernard. That's right, man. The a train. <laughs> the big sleazy um, yeah i mean and if you look at the names of the people who won the cup i mean tanahashi giant bernard um whatever nakamura tanahashi goto shibata goto yuji nagata you know real real big names i mean and listen in in japan it's a little bit different if you win a tournament like this it means something it's a status symbol you know and all accolades in japan you know they're talked about a little bit more so i'm uh, i'm looking forward to seeing these i mean the matches sh- should be fantastic they had a great um they had a great field and i'm looking forward to seeing uh what, go- what goes on from here i'm also looking forward to seeing a lot of the, like i love um we're spending a lot of time on this but i love how they make matches based upon the booking decisions of the tournament like chase owens beat juice as we said so immediately right there you have a challenger and a worthy challenger it tells a good story you know it it, it so you lose in that and it, there's a reason for your loss and a reason for your win and and i think uh i don't know i i just like i like the booking they do the same thing in the g1 you know when the never open weight title um holder loses they they always have that uh, that match after the G1. So it's always something to look forward to. New Japan seems like they do a very good job at looking ahead and not just looking for week to week like the WWE seems like they're doing right now. And they're flip-flopping things. Um, speaking of flip-flopping things and talking about the WWE, before we wrap up here. Um, you talk about Matt Riddle? Bro? Yeah, you said flip-flops, right? Oh. Oh, bro. Bro. I'm just going to say bro. Um it was announced that Baron Corbin was Kurt Angle's um, farewell retirement match opponent at WrestleMania this year. I I could not think of a worse opponent for Kurt Angle personally at um at a WrestleMania. However, the problem is, and with all due respect to Kurt Angle and everything he's done, he is not the same Kurt Angle we know of even four or five years ago. He he doesn't move very well in the ring. So to me, in a farewell match, you'd probably need somebody that can move for him and bump for him, right? I mean, you would you would think so. Um, you know, these last couple of weeks, he's been since he announced that he was going to be retiring and and leaving. He's fought uh, Apollo Cruz and Chad Gable, which are guys that are young and they can move around a lot. So yes, I, I think you'd want to have somebody in the ring with him that 
um, you know, can kind of do those, do those types of selling and some high spots to kind of make the match entertaining because he, you know, listen, I, I have no idea what kind of injuries he's dealing with, but he just looks very, you know, uh, banged People up or broken down. Like yeah. It just, it just, for what, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. He could be dealing with current injuries. It could just be years of, of, uh, you know, bumps and bruises, whatever it might be, but he, he doesn't look, uh, I mean, especially the German suplexes, he can't pop his hips. Um, it, it's tough for him to to get up off the mat sometimes. And he's, you know, he's not a super duper old guy. But so if you're booking it, WrestleMania, New York. All right, first of all, it's not a New York City. Can they stop calling it New York City? It kind of drives me crazy, Joe. Where, where it, is it? I know, I understand. It's uh, it's in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. So I guess it's like East Rutherford or something. Yeah, nice East Rutherford. That's a good reference. Um. You're booking it, Kurt Angle, his last match ever. Who's his opponent, Joe? Well, I, there's only two guys I really came up with, and and one of them really now is no longer an option. Um, the two guys that I came up with that I thought would be good, or at least entertaining, uh, would be Cena, just because there's some history there with you know Cena's first match on SmackDown being against Kurt Angle, and they've wrestled each other several times back in that era. Uh, Cena, of course, is is you know very part time these days. So I think having him come back and maybe work like a ten minute match with Kurt Angle at WrestleMania wouldn't be a terrible thing. It would at least bring some attention to it. Um, the only other person that I thought of that would be, would have been decent, and now he's now booked another match, would have been maybe Rey Mysterio because I know they worked with each other a decent amount on SmackDown. And Mysterio, for however old that he is, he's been around a long time too. Still seems to be able to move around very well and do a lot of really cool things in his matches. But he's now booked against Samoa Joe for the U S title at WrestleMania in one of the 17 matches that's going to be on the show. So I'm sorry. Um, How many matches? I don't know. There's a rumor that there might be 17. I, I haven't really counted and I really don't want to. It's just kind of frightening. So I'm not going to do that. I'm out. I'm out. It's a lot of matches, Joe. Um, I, you know, I hadn't thought about Rey Mysterio and I really like that idea. Um, he moves, just as well as he ever did. He's bigger than he's ever looked. Um, he's in better shape than he's ever been. I really would have liked to seen uh, Rey Mysterio. Uh, the other guy I was thinking of, and I mean, this was a while ago, so it, it I mean, it's not going to make sense now, um, but I would have thought a heel Kevin Owens. Um, he's a big guy that can move. He could definitely bump for Kurt Angle. He could tell a good story. He could be like, Angle could have been given his retirement speech. Kevin Owens could have came out, pooped all over him, said your time is gone, yada, 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 yada. You know, and then even give Kevin Owens uh, Kevin Owens a win over, you know, a, a guy like Kurt Angle on his way out. But I don't know why it just popped in my head. It just seems like a, a kind of a good opponent. Kevin Owens, for as big as he is, he could definitely uh, he could definitely bump. He could definitely move, and he could definitely make Kurt Angle look pretty good. But I think uh, I, I think it's going to be John Cena at the end of the day. The WWE has rumors and sources are saying they are um, rethinking, if you will, the incredible backlash that they've received. So who knows, man? I mean, you're going to be watching, right? It's one of the 36 matches. Yeah, I mean, I'll be watching. Uh, what, what choice are they giving us really at this point uh, in terms of – what's on that show. So yeah, Joe, I mean, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be dead from WrestleCon though. Uh, yeah, I probably will make it, but if I am watching, then it, it'll have no choice. So I don't know what point, maybe it'll be on at seven 30 and it'll be early enough where, you know, 
can actually watch it as opposed to the main event, which will probably go on at 11 o'clock. But hey, listen, you know, uh, you know, give people what they want, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that's the only thing I could think of at this point is is if they put Cena in there. And uh, poor Baron Corbin, I guess, doesn't really doesn't get that match at, at Mania. I don't know if, what he'll do instead, if he'll go into the, the Battle Royal or who knows what. I can't wait for another Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Well, listen, if you want a Battle Royal in your bedroom, what you have to do is much like Joe's earphones, you look at those things, go to bluechew.com, use the promo code WPP. Bluechew.com, promo code WPP. If you want the active ingredients from your Viagra, from your Cialis, from your little blue pill in a chewable form, you got it right here, daddy. Here's what you do. You type in that promo code, you pay $5 shipping and handling, and your first order is on us. I want you to think about the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast when you're... Po- no, I don't want you to... Okay, I want you to think about us when you're ordering the Blue Chew and say, hey, we're f- your friends of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast sent you. Listen, there's no wrestling uh, that I know of on this weekend. Nothing, you know, nothing too much going on. Two weeks from now, it's going to be the biggest... I mean, th- there's so much wrestling. Get your fix. Th- we're going to be on our... Twitter, on our Instagram, we'll be there live. We'll be at uh, PW Revolver, Pancakes and Pile Drivers. We'll be at um, the Ring of Honor show. We will be at Rev Pro. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media outlets at All Night Long WP on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook.com slash All Night Long WP. We're going to have some cool pictures in there. We're going to be at the actual WrestleCon show uh, during the day, meeting this, you know, meeting everybody. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have tons of backstage, behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, give us a follow. Give us a like. Go to iTunes, All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Give us a follow. Go to YouTube. For the love of God, we're like six subscribers away, right, Joe? How many more do we need? Three. Three? Yep. Three subscribers. Can I just make an email for each one of my dogs? Yeah, I was actually going to propose that idea off off air. So yeah, you may as well just go for it at this point. That's fine. And then we're going to get the ever uh, ever so popular handle on YouTube. But go to our YouTube, type in all night long wrestling podcast, and just give us a, a subscribe. And we're going to have a ton of stuff coming up the next couple of weeks. Um, if you enjoy us, and according to your reviews on Apple iTunes, you do. I don't know why. I don't like anything I do, and I'm ugly. But you like us. You want to listen to us. We want you guys to uh, enjoy the show, and make sure you follow us on all those social media outlets. Um, again, big weekend's coming up. So enjoy the finals of the New Japan Cup, and we will see you next week right here on the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. For your host, Stallion, I am the Enforcer. We're tapping out. I study nuclear science. I love my classes. I got a crazy teacher. He wears dark glasses. Things that go in graves. And they're only getting better.